0: Hello and welcome. You've reached You, Life, and God podcast. Conversations about you, your life, and your relationship with God. And hi, this is Vicki. Thank you for joining us today. In recent episodes, we had conversations about understanding creation and also the fall of humanity, humanity's fault. A conversation of what happened in the garden when Adam, who represents humanity, the man that God created in his own image. And in a continuation of those two, which were precursors to the need for our conversation today, the conversation about what did Jesus do? when he died for each of us on the cross. It is my prayer that the Spirit of God, the Holy Spirit, ministers in both conviction and understanding so that we all accept and become steadfast, grounded, and rooted, and firm In our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. The only way to the Father. The last episode, the ending said, the fall consisted of both Adam, humanity, and his helpmate. Being exposed and introduced to evil, which is anything that... Um, one Satan offers, but also it is when we desire it. Anything that God has not prepared for us. God wants all of us to choose good. Where it ended was that each one of us, after Adam, were born with that nature. Requiring us to be brought into our reconciled back to our father. Hugh, who masterfully made a way over the years for us to return back into harmony. That place of harmony, which was called Eden or paradise, which he did through his son. Now walk with, walk with us as we share. And then as we pray that God leads you through the scriptures, increases each of our understanding so that we may reach higher in Christ and our trust in him are deepened even the more. God, there was separation, there was silence on the earth. Lucifer, man had fallen, descended into the world system. So that system, the world system, is a system of lust, pride, Self-dependency, anything that is contrary to God. That's the world system. Self-attainment, self-righteousness, uh, self-adulation, uh, and most importantly, thinking yourself, or try to think yourself equal to God. And that's what happened to Lucifer. So, um... God masterfully, again, there was silence. We don't know when God entered back looking for Adam. So God, at that time, being merciful, didn't keep his humanity, his creation in that state. He knew that it was needed for him to intervene, and he stepped in, and he called out at that time, Adam, Adam. And another part of the nature that Adam, when he was separated from God, was to begin to dread the things of God, which is one that has to do with the nature that he and his wife entered into. Instead of the harmony, there was a chasm, a break between he, which God, being so loving, chose to according to his will to bridge, to bring fat and full harmony back to himself. And that how he did it was through a sacrifice that was needed through something that was holy and perfect to satisfy. And that is Jesus Christ. And walk. God came, intervened. Man was on the earth doing a lot of things. God actually prepared um, a covering, a temporary covering where God could still intervene with man and man not um, be consumed. And God did that. Because God is holy, anything that touches him that is not holy will surely be consumed by a holy fire. So uh, God, uh, over time, this is where um, uh, Abraham, his name was Abram at that time. Out of Mesopotamia and God, um, how he chose Abram, scriptures don't tell. Question we don't have to ask. God is the one who reveals all things to us. So we'll leave it there. So Abraham, but Abraham, uh, but God called him. And for some reason, Abraham was pagan. He was worshiping things as gods at that time. But the God, the one and only true God called out. And Abraham recognized that voice as being one of supremacy. And Abram answered God and God called him out. That was test number one to prove, to determine whether or not he was willing to be obedient to the voice of God. And God and Abraham responded in belief and God accepted Abram's response and through that was an occurrence another occurrence of God's redemptive step towards redemption for his fallen creature man who was dwelling in a system which was the world that is not of God. So Abram believe God And over the years, Abram, just like any other human, definitely had been put to the test and definitely a couple of times God had to intervene and step in. But that's what a loving father does. Over the time, God chose Abram and from that, through various going throughs or increases in faith, God stepped in again and promised because of Abraham's faithfulness, which is God accounted it as righteousness, meaning that he was in line now with God. He was in a relationship with God. God brought him into his bosom, into his system. And from that, God said, I will, through you. Bring down because you will be a father of nations and I will bring a seed through you in which all nations will be blessed. That was the entrance. That was the pronouncement of redemption for humanity, not for one people, but for all people that were on the earth. And that is in also the book of Genesis. And let God continue to lead you through the scriptures on this. That seed is Jesus Christ. Of the way, yeah, throughout. Adam had a family. Through that family, a lot of things occurred in that narrative again. Spirit will walk you through when necessary. But through his seed, meaning through the seed that God put in Adam, through the lines of the generations of Adam's progeny, his descendants, one will produce and continue the seed of promise. And that occurred through David. But before that, God decided through Abraham because of that. When he had his sons and that he was going to bring a nation, a nation that would come to know God and experience God's ways and his holy nature as God reveals it to them. And through Abram, when he accepted God, God changed the name to Abraham, he and his wife bore children. And from that, God, according to his own will and counsel, chose to bring through that promised seed. But he had chose at a particular time through the age to come down to the people that Abraham produced to introduce himself, and those people ended up being called the nation of Israel, the house of Jacob, and through that house, God introduced himself so that they, not because of anything that they did, but because God decided to use them as witnesses on the earth So that God, so that other nations could see, come to know their mighty God and also come into salvation. But over the time, as humanity, God knew that those, the people, the nature of man. But that was just another step in the direction of redemption of man and humanity. But those people were examples. And they were to come into the faith of the covering of the most high God through all of the laws that God had given them for them to maintain in fellowship with a holy God. And that was the nation of Israel. And Jesus Christ did not stop anything that God put in and presented to that nation. It is Jesus who fulfilled it. But what happened was when Jesus came, he was to fulfill because God provided the perfect scenario and Jesus by which all that he would require of us, his children, so that we can return into fellowship with him, not through our own intentions or motives, but that he would prepare It, which is called grace. We didn't. We don't reserve it. And he definitely don't want us to try. Because he decided that he's going to take care of all of it for himself. What a God that we serve. So Jesus, let me say this. So that you know. All of that, that Jesus did. He had to come. These were just step in the way. One was a seed. The second was a a demonstration of righteousness through the house of Israel, the house of Jacob, the nation of Israel to work out how to present to God, both in mind, body, but it takes the nature of God To fully reconcile us in holiness back to him. To satisfy forever God's holiness requirement. So Jesus Christ. But let me say this one thing. We have a nature. Jesus had to be sacrificed. And that's another conversation. But let me tell you what Jesus' cross was. Not only the fulfillment. But the fulfillment was that blood had to be shared, that there had to be a sacrifice that was holy enough to satisfy throughout eternity the requirements of a holy God. But what Jesus did on the cross, that was not it. Because Jesus, God sent his son, because he loved us so much who were in the world. That he sent his son to do what was required. But Jesus not only did that. He had to take the sin of the world. This is what it means. In Jesus' body. And he had to come for man. Because as a human. Because he was a substitute for you and I. And we are human. So he bore in his human flesh. Now. Listen carefully. We have a sin nature. Every evil thought. Against your friend. Family member. Not only does Jesus know about it. When he died on that cross. He felt it. He felt your heart. He felt the intentions. Every lustful act against anybody. Lustful. A holy God felt your lust after your neighbor. Felt your lust after your co-worker. Felt your thoughts of what you wanted to do to something that was not yours. For every lie that you spoke, even if a person knew it or not, Jesus felt And it touched his holy body. The sting of the lie. The hurt and pain of the situation. That is what Jesus did. Every thought that you wanted someone to die. Every evil deed that you wanted, Jesus felt it. It was a sin. He put it up. It came upon him. He touched it. He not only knew Felt that offense. He knew it was you. It was your name that was on it. It was your body that was on it. It was then your thought. That he knew it came from you. Every one of those things. Murder. The gunshot that went and murdered someone. Jesus knew it had you there. He felt you there. He felt when you put your, your heart your anger, your motive. He felt your heart, your hatred. He felt your hand on the gun. He felt your anger going through the gun. He felt your anger entering into the body of your victim. He felt that. He felt the bullet enter into the body. He felt every bit of it. He felt the Pain of the victim. He felt the blood pouring out. He felt the hurt. He felt the gasp. He felt the cry. He felt all of it. That's an extreme example. So anyone who says I have done good things to know. He felt every thought. Your name is on it. He felt every motive. Wrong motive. Even doing good. You think the motive was to do something else. Only God can give us works with right motives connected to it. He felt every stab wound. He felt it. He felt it. It entered into him. This is what he did. For anyone who questioned what he did on the cross, every bit of it has your name bearing in his body, every lie on your tax returns, every dime stolen—it has your name and injured. It's they are offenses, and that is what Jesus did for each one of us, and that's why we must accept. And he didn't come to condemn because he already knew that they happened and he knew he was going to. That's why he cried out. Not because he did not want to do it, but nobody wants to feel the pain that he had second thoughts. It was because he needed strength to partake upon all the evil that each one of us did back then, today, and in the future. He felt all of it for the whole entire world. Past, present, and future. That evil entered into him. But not only it has our name and our action, our hearts connected to it. So in Jesus' name, what grace that wipes away and blouts out all of that simply by accepting Jesus Christ. And yes, the Holy Spirit is going to convict so we can repent of every single one of them and be brought before God, joyously presented before his presence by the one who took upon every one of our sins. So it is my prayer we accept what our father did, his son, understanding truly what happened to him on the cross and understanding that's what he did for us so that we can be reconciled to the holy God and will not perish but have internal, eternal life with him. So in the next time, it is my prayer that we believe, accept willingly say yes to whatever God has yet for us to do till next time sharing God's blessings goodbye